Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 111 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Katie Lips. And we talked about Katie's incredible journey of releasing 85 pounds after she found self-love. And what I really enjoyed about our conversation is how much detail Katie was able to share and how simple she made these concepts for you. First of all, we really talked about what was her catalyst or the tipping point in her journey that really led her to start such a big transformation. But then in the process, we also talked about how to look at the mind-body connection from a slightly different perspective. I love how Katie organized and broken down the concept of self-love into different aspects of it, which I think made it so relatable, but also so, so practical. I think you will love this episode as much as I do. So let me properly introduce you to Katie. Katie Lips is a best-selling wellness author and entrepreneur who helps people lose weight via her books, newsletter, and coaching. She makes self-love and weight loss easy through her maverick, but tried and tested approach. Katie founded her first startup at the age of 25, and after a successful career leading innovation for global organizations, she quit corporate life to share the discoveries she made on her own personal wellness journey. She has thousands of fans on social media and is gaining a strong, passionate following for her books, Love Yourself and Lose Weight, a success story of self-love and self-love dismystified as she helps thousands of people to genuinely change their lives for the better. Kitty lives just outside of London, England with her husband and daughter. Here is Katie. Hello, Katie. Welcome to the show. I am so pleased to have you today. Welcome. Thanks, Juliana. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. And to get us started, Katie, I always like to get our guest perspective on what does confidence mean to you? Yeah, so confidence to me really um, stems from self-love. And I believe that self-love has four aspects to it. Acceptance, appreciation, nurture, and also transformation. So I see confidence as being able to kind of... um, accept, appreciate, transform and nurture yourself or kind of in equal measure um, and how that it has certainly enabled me to become more confident and when I talk about confidence I mean I'm able to create the life that I desire and um, act in the way that I desire and design for myself every day. So it's about having a, a great day every day and also designing the life for yourself in the future I think. 
Yeah. I love that. It's that congruency, right? Between, you know, the inner you and how you present yourself and even how you experience the outside of you. So I love that definition. Very special. And I'm exciting to dig more into the self-love piece in just a moment. Yeah. yeah. So thanks so much for sharing that. And Kate, I think to get us, you know, started, I would love for you to tell our listeners about your transformation. I know you've mentioned in your book and also in previous conversations that you have, you know, using our vocabulary released 85 pounds. So tell us that story so that we can all, you know, get some nuggets of inspiration from you. Yes. Thank you, Juliana. So, and, and as you said, you know, I think sometimes I'm not quite there yet with learning the new vocabulary, which I agree. <laughs> Weight release is a fabulous way to talk about this stuff. So it, do excuse me if I slip back into my oh, own. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <weight loss>. um, <laughs> no worries. As you said, I did have a, uh, quite a dramatic personal transformation journey that I've been on. I used to be somebody who was quite miserable with with herself. I, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't love myself very much. And how that manifested was that in you know I ended up treating myself quite badly physically. I didn't care very much about myself or what I was doing. Um, and I ended up, I over a lot and I put on a lot of weight over a number of years and that spiraled quite out of control um, until I was very miserable about the weight that I was. And mm. I really wanted to make a change um, and I didn't really know how. And I tried lots of things that seemed to be um, that didn't seem to work. So I tried restrictive diets. I tried, you know, learning how to run when I really couldn't. And all of those things don't know. They all work a bit for a while, you know. Yeah. People yeah. often experience when they just start like a start cold. Um, if you do a mechanical weight loss program, mm-hmm. it fundamentally might work for a little bit. But if you're just doing it mechanically and physically without sorting out what's in your head and your heart, yes, then it doesn't work. It somehow just stops, either stops working, you hit a, a brick wall or, you know, it just doesn't work at all. Or it's yeah. extremely hard because you're battling this internal battle of you're doing things that aren't, that don't feel right for your body or for yeah. your mind and soul and it's all a big mess. So I, I had lots of those negative experiences. And, you know, in in that, after that, I, I was in that um, large group of people for whom would say diets don't work. And, and this isn't for me, and I'll never be able to change. And then I did manage to change. And I changed mm-hmm. because I learned the art of self love, very mm-hmm. slowly. Mm -hmm. And perhaps even unintentionally at first. Um, And I didn't know what I was doing. But I (laughs) knew that I wanted to make a change in my life. But for my whole life. And there was a catalyst for it. And that that was that I'd had a baby. Mm -hmm. And that love that parents feel for babies, you know, it makes you gooey, doesn't it? And it sort of makes you reevaluate all your priorities in life. And so I had that that kind of a a moment Mm -hmm. of you know, screw this, I can't be doing this anymore. I've got to sort myself out, if not for my sake, then for my daughter's sake. So it was powered by love. And I read all about self-love. 
And I thought, okay, this stuff might work, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. give it a go. And I found myself doing things that I just found so awkward, like looking <laughs> to myself in the mirror saying, I love you. And at, at first it was like, it was horrendously horrible. Um, and now, you know, I do use affirmations as part of my self-love practice and I'm less cringy about them. So that's, that's a good win. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I learned self-love as practice. I dabbled in various bits of it, tried all sorts of things out. And um, the process of focusing on my whys, which I know you've written about in your book too, yes. Juliana, about <laughs> why do you actually want to release weight? Why? And 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 um, what will happen? What will life be like if you do all of these things? So I focused all on the psychological elements, the emotional Um, and I focused on myself and I guess as a result over a long period of time it took about a year and a half that weight that excess weight went Mm -hmm. Um, and that was about seven years ago or so so incredible um, the one thing I'll say briefly Kate is that what you mentioned in the beginning like some people do the mechanical, right? Weight loss strategies, which yes, it is, I would say in the grand scheme of things, even potentially part of the picture for some individuals that need the structure or a radical change or just learning and looking at things differently. But something else inside I think is so important is that when you started to actually do the self-love practices and, and learning the other side, and specifically now mentioning the why, I think for anything, any change in life to be permanent and meaningful, we have to have that emotional buy-in, right? And I think that is such a beautiful thing because you're now combining the two, but you've experienced what it looks like, just the mechanical. And I think so many women do. And it doesn't give them results long-term because it's so it's lacking congruency with who you are. And I was going to ask you, what was your tipping point, right? So you mentioned your daughter. So let's just go there for a minute. No, I know you said it came from love, which is so beautiful and so special. But what was it about the birth of your daughter that was the catalyst, the tipping point for you to decide I am making a change, a significant change in my life? Yeah, I think that um, it it goes back to the you know if I I couldn't I couldn't do it just for myself somehow, mm-hmm. but she was like this deeply important helpless thing and I needed to be there for her and so it's like if you need to show up and be there for somebody else that you really love um you're very likely to do you know people are likely to do all sorts of things that they wouldn't necessarily do for themselves Mm -hmm. and I think I use that as um a catalyst it was a really strong reason and I've written about that as well and I sometimes Mm -hmm. write about um food choices it's like would you give yourself food that you would or give yourself food that you would give to the person you love most in the world it's like put yourself take yourself outside of yourself looking in imagine loving yourself so much it's like what are you worthy of what do you need and from the perspective of love you would make radically different choices about how you eat how do you choose food how you do a whole bunch of other stuff as well mm-hmm. um but i remember also going what you said juliana just reminded me about this idea of the decision which is another thing that i'm really keen on advising people on because i think there's a there's a catalyst there's a moment where it's like a 
ah, yeah. this now needs to change. There's the moment when you have that realization, but then there's a decision, I feel. And I think yeah. self-love enabled me to make that decision. And I, and I made that decision formally because after, after a few months after I'd started, when I learned more about self-love and I started thinking, okay, I need to put this into, I kind of needed to manifest it somehow yeah. without being too woo-woo about that. <laughs> um, I wanted to sort of go, right, yes, I have made a decision to do it. And I wrote, wrote it down and I didn't write down I was going to lose 85 pounds. I just wrote down I was going to improve my situation and my health. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a number. Um, but I was actually in a, I went shopping when my daughter was just a few weeks old, went shopping with my husband to a local town, went in a clothes shop that I used to buy clothes in, in let's say a lodge. And I couldn't fit in a pair of jeans in the kind of double XL size. And I was just like, screw this. I mean, this is not, it's not okay for me. It's not what I want. It's really not what I want. Mm-hmm. And I decided there and then in my head, I was just like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy them today, buy the biggest jeans in the store. And then I'm at some point in the next few weeks, they'll fit. And that, that was my decision. That was my first mm-hmm. decision. Really powerful. Yeah. And I, that did happen. And then as a sort of symbolic thing, I bought every size in those jeans until they were like. Oh, wow. Wow, that is so interesting, Katie. I love that. It's so interesting. What I find worrying about that, though, is that I didn't think maybe I should try some other fashion or some other (laughs) (laughs) dress. I like really set in my ways on which jeans I Yeah. (laughs) Hey there. Have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book, so go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now, back to the episode. That is very unique, though, and I think what is really special about it is that everybody will have their different way, right? To make that decision, that statement, that commitment. And for some people, you know, just simply writing it down is not enough for them. For other people, that is writing down a vow. But I think honoring your specific way, because if it has meaning to you, then it matters, right? So I I think that it was so special. And, you know, by doing that, you created your own sort of accountability system, right? To sort of more objectively measure progress rather than sometimes we get very subjective (laughs) when it comes to that because emotions get in the way and all of that. So no, that's very, very interesting. But we don't have, um, you know, way to, or maybe some people do, to, to track our emotional progress or our emotional gains you know it's almost like you might have we all have the scale and we have apps that tell us and we want to see that little chart going going down 
And actually, we all, what we might be better off focusing on is our emotional well-being and our heart feeling mended and better and that chart going yeah. up and our sense of self-love going up as opposed to our weight going down. Now, it's very possible that the two things cross over and they're correlated. Yeah. Um, but I, I know that, you know, if I want to release a little bit more weight because I've never been lower than this, then that I will need to work very much on, on my whys and on my, on the psychology of that and the emotional aspects and not just start calorie counting, for example, or something really mechanical. Yes. It's got to be mindset, not mechanics. Yes, like I often say that the way I perceive any weight transformation is really this gateway to personal development and personal growth, right? And sometimes when we hit, let's just call it a weight plateau, even if we're satisfied with what that looks like, there's usually a little bit of a glass ceiling in terms of our mindset as well, right? And it could very well be that we are in so much contentment of it that that's fine. But if there's still that desire, right, to either say, can I, or, you know, what, what would it feel like? It's exactly what you said. Like I would always start there. And I think you demonstrated as well, Katie, with your journey that with, you know, the birth of your daughter, you have a huge life event that rearranged your priority sequence, right? And, you know, even quarterly, like even if not something as big as the birth of a child, but things change, phases in life, people come and go. And I think our why, in a sense, could also keep evolving, right? So I think it's exactly what you said, looking at what you want and really making those correlations if you want to keep going, right? So that's that's brilliant. I think that's absolutely right, Juliana. And, you know, we don't, we're always transforming we're always learning growing and developing and our self-love practice should develop as well you're absolutely right we Mm -hmm. don't kind of learn how to do self-love and then (laughs) yes and then we can stop and and life is fine um it's once you've once you've got the bug that's great but you do have to keep working at it and and you're right your environment will change your circumstances will change you'll need to respond to new challenges etc and new ambition yeah. and um, that requires you to keep thinking keep thinking the whys they'll mm-hmm. change um yeah. and keep thinking the the day-to-day stuff as well about how you nurture yourself and, and accept and appreciate yourself as you develop yeah i think every version of us you know, can go deeper into that why, right? It's almost like you literally like the very, I would say, overused metaphor, the onion layers, right? You you truly are constantly peeling. But I also believe that the things that are the biggest lessons in our lives that are very personal to everyone, it's probably something we will continue to work on for the rest of our lives, you know, in different forms, different levels, right? And for people that weight has been a very big part of or weight struggles of their life, you know, that whole mindset component, self-worth and all those, you know, different things that we attach to it are probably going to continue to be there in different forms, right? So it's this beautiful concept, like you said, it's not the mechanical learn, read a book about self-love, off you go. It's this evolution, right? It's this beautiful transition into a different, deeper version of you. So let's go there. Let's go into self-love and let's start by, give us your definition, Katie, of what does self-love mean to you? So self-love means to me the the four pillars of self-acceptance, which is 
accepting who you are today in your current state, whatever problems or bits of yourself you might not like. And when I say self, I mean mind, body, and soul, not yes. just body. <laughs> um, a lot of people fall into that. It's just about my body. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's appreciation, which is different from acceptance, actually, because you can have acceptance, mm. but not really appreciate yourself. And that's mm. such a shame. It'd be like dating somebody who you were like, a bit ambivalent about they were fine yeah. you accepted them but you didn't think wow you know there's nothing there was no wow moments or no wow factors I love the new ones yeah yeah so appreciation is like all the bits that are amazing about you you recognize and you celebrate mm-hmm. and you have to have time to do that because we're busy most people don't celebrate themselves or really appreciate cool stuff about themselves you know and, and that's yeah. a shame. and again mind body and soul so it's not about what you look like it's about <laughs> you the whole holistic you and then the third piece is nurture which could also be self-care um mm-hmm. i call it nurture because i don't i there's a lot of language in this self-love space oh yes um And self-care to me seems, you know, the physical self-care, whereas actually self-nurture can be more of the holistic, mind-body-soul type of self-care. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got to nurture your mind and your soul as well as the bubble baths, the pampering, the the nail salons, the hairdos, etc. All of that good stuff. And then the last piece, which I think is absolutely critical, is transformation. Now, that's not because I think everybody needs to transform and that there's something wrong with everyone and everyone needs to go on a big Mm -hmm. transformation journey. But it's in recognition that we're always learning and we never stop learning and moving forward. And it's also in recognition that it would be a real shame if this was it, if where I'm sat today was the best it could ever be. Mm -hmm. And it's it's in recognition that we we can do more, we can create more value, more love, more warmth, and more pleasure for ourselves and for everybody around us and the world. Um, But in order to do that, we need to keep moving forward. So transformation is about creating the life that you want to live and creating the outputs and the the, um, impact you want to achieve for the long term. Whereas self-nurture is uh, about today, how you're nurturing yourself today and appreciation and acceptance of the kind of foundational bedrock if you like of self-love so I think it's those four things yeah I think they have to be balanced you can't do three but not one of them (laughs) it's like a wobbly chair yeah and you'll fall over (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you do have to have a bit of everything and they all interlink really nicely as well and they all help each other there's that nice symbiotic relationship between those four things Mm -hmm. and I think you know what self-love delivers is that it gives you that confidence to know that you you thought about you've thought about your life you've thought about yourself it's not it's not a selfish thing it's not about um me 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 it's more about me in relation to the world and what i can and give yeah absolutely and 
beautiful. I love the pillars and I think so incredible how you organize them. And the whole concept of what I just said at the end of that, I would say misconception that some people have in terms of selfishness, right? Um, one of the things that I that was said to me that through my studies in Honoponopono is that in a way it is almost our responsibility, I would say, to take care of ourselves because as we do, we are automatically impacting everybody else around us. It is truly given to the world as we give to ourselves, right? But somewhere we've been told that the moment you pay attention to me, I'm selfish because I'm taking away from someone else as if love was a finite resource, <laughs> right? Which is not. So I love that you said that because it's so true. It has nothing yeah. to do with selfishness. It's actually about, you know, doing our part by modeling true loving self, what it looks like to elevate everybody else around you, right? That's right. That's absolutely right. It's not selfish. And, and it's the opposite of self. Because when I was somebody who didn't love themselves, didn't know what mm -hmm. self-love was, and acted like somebody who really didn't like themselves very much, I was less useful to the world. You know, I, mm -hmm. I wasn't helping people. Um, I wasn't entertaining people. I wasn't creating much joy around the place. And so... You know, I think everybody who's found found self-love um, would probably agree with that sentiment. They are definitely delivering better impact, that, that, that they're bringing more joy to the world now that yeah. they've found self-love. And there are also some people for whom I think self-love is a natural thing, that they don't have to work quite as hard at mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's intrinsic, you know, they've just got it, from birth. I think we were probably all born with it and then at some point it gets eroded by a whole bunch of stuff and we don't yeah. need to go into it <laughs> lots of people have lots of reasons for having their sense of self-love eroded a bit yeah and that means some of us need to work hard to to build it back up um but that's not a you're right it's not a selfish thing yeah I think it's a much needed message <laughs> to be placed out there in the world and Katie, for somebody, because I completely agree with you that mastering all pillars, all four pillars is important, right? Anything in life, like you said, you don't want that wobbly chair. Yeah. So for somebody that has a tendency for whatever reason to maybe prioritize one or two areas, what is some piece of advice you can give in terms of shifting their perspective so that they are actually looking to get all four balanced? Yeah, so... Um... I talk about this, so I, in my second book, um, which I'll just show you, Self-Love Demystified, this one. Yes. Um, what it is, what it isn't, no woo-woo needed. It's like, I wrote this for myself of 10 years ago, basically. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I want to know what it is, but I don't want any like crazy weird stuff. You know, I just, I just want it to, to make, be something I can do um, practically. Um, so in that, I talk, I talk about this and say, look, you, you want to do a bit of a bit of everything if you're if you're starting out on this journey. What you don't want to do is work purely purely on the acceptance piece and not the appreciation bit or not the transformation. You kind of want to go like four things all in one go. Um, but you can start really small on all of them, and there are some practical tips. But I, I mean, simple things like if you if you've never said an affirmation before and you want to get started with self-love 
use the really simplest form of a self-acceptance affirmation, which might be something like, I love and accept myself. Mm -hmm. Just start saying it, however terrifyingly awkward and weird that might sound to begin (laughs) with. um, Just start, just, just practice it until it isn't awkward and weird. And then at the same time, you know, there are all sorts of exercises people can do to work on um, appreciation and things like journaling or creating imagery or writing stories can be um, a really good way to do that. And, you know, at the same time, the nurture piece, I often ask people to like define like some nurturing activities that they've never done before that they really want to try around mind, body and soul. So they get to do like three cool things, one for each. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, body, I quite like to try Reiki. I've never tried that before, but that might also be good for my mind or or soul. (laughs) Um, And I might like to do more yoga, which I know is going to be good for a whole bunch of stuff. But then there might be something very specific that's just for body. And then you allow yourself to spend time on a self-love activity that you you know, because we're all busy. So mm-hmm. unless you focus on this, you don't get to do any of these amazing things. Where if you decide you're going to focus on self-love, you actually get to like allow or require yourself even to be actively present in these sorts of activities. And maybe, yes, spending a little bit of money, but not necessarily lots. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of these things are easy to do at home as well. Um, but it's about you taking the time to do them, carving out that time. So actually, I think a lot of it is about time. It's about scheduling. It's about relaxing, taking yourself out of your environment and going, I'm going to do this at this time, this at this time, this at this time. Mm-hmm. And then the transformation piece, the way that people can get started with transforming themselves in any mm-hmm. way they wish, not just about weight, but in, in any way, I think is about goal setting and it's about having a goal and I've written about goals as well and I I don't think people should have ginormous yeah unachievable Unachievable. (laughs) crazy goals like losing five pounds because if that had been my goal there'd been no way yeah my goal was to lose 10 pounds and I achieved it and then I was able to lengthen that goal to 14 pounds which is like an English stone I know you (laughs) I wouldn't know how to convert but like um yeah so uh and then it went from there so incremental goals that build um can help you get from a to b to c to d to e etc um and that's how I like to see it so small steps bit of everything ring fence your time because you're really important yes oh hey there are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress if you are tired of all the all you need is more willpower advice then i created just a free training for you set aside 60 minutes today and i promise you it will be worth your time I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore, and I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. 
This is a value-packed masterclass, and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. Thank you so much for that last bit. It's so true. And I think it's that focus, like you just said, you know, otherwise life gets busy, gets in the way. If we don't prioritize, life will fill up our calendars with less priority actions, right? That is just how, you know, it's almost like a magnet. Um, But it's so true. Like we're so important. And it is one of the things that I think women sometimes forget. So they prioritize everybody else's needs and priorities as opposed to their, their own, right? But the moment you switch the focus to what is wrong and then you focus on what you want and like you said, make those incremental steps and focus on what is something amazing I can do today that I actually want to do, you know, to nurture myself, to nurture my soul and focus on that. Like, I think it's such a beautiful shift because it doesn't feel like a chore or a have to, it is a get to, right? And that's, for me, it's super exciting. Oh, now can I have one more question for you on, in in the four pillars? Um, Because you mentioned something I think is really important, which is that distinction between acceptance of self and appreciation, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go deeper a little bit. Like, for somebody that looks in the mirror and they understand, yes, I appreciate that my body is a magical machine. You know, it's doing so much for me. But then you look at the belly and it's like, but I still don't want it to look this way. How can somebody tap into that appreciation, even though they know that what they got going on, it's still a beautiful piece of machinery, which is the human body? It's a good question. And one that so many people in the kind of who struggle with weight will struggle with because you, you know, self-love teaching is that you, you, you accept yourself and you appreciate yourself and Mm -hmm. just think people might think like I thought when I started and my starting position was, I don't accept myself. And Oh my God, I certainly don't appreciate myself. Like that's, Oh no. (laughs) Um, But you have to find things that you do accept and appreciate about yourself you have to accept the things that you're not necessarily very happy with and and sort of go okay well I'm carrying some excess weight or I hate my arms or you know whichever bit of people fixate on bits of their body yeah it's true it's there's an easy one which is that you you learn to tell yourself that you accept those bits of your body and you also talk about why how those body parts are really helpful to you. And then you expand that out and understand that your body as a whole is this amazing thing, as you said, mm-hmm. and like lets you walk through life and do a whole bunch of things and um, how it protects you from disease and blah, blah, blah. And that that's amazing. And, and you need to shift the focus away from necessarily the one or two annoying body parts that people may not think are this idea mm-hmm. of perfect. Now, I don't like perfect, perfect doesn't exist, but people still, people still want a bit of it, don't they? So (laughs) there's an element of not breaking that down when you come to self-love, 
because you can still strive for things if, if you want, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is part of the transformation piece, really. But um, the acceptance piece really is important because, and the, I also like to move people away from the body when we talk about acceptance, because um, your mind and your soul are equally as important. And it's possibly easier if people are upset with their bodies to focus on those other bits and then start building their confidence in their self-love acceptance from there. So, you know, instead of me focusing on I accept bits of my body I don't really like, I might be focusing on that I accept all sorts of other things about myself. And appreciation is exactly the same. But I do think it's a really helpful exercise for people to understand a bit more about their bodies mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how they work and how wonderful they are and build that in, into an appreciation exercise. But at the same time also, you know, appreciating the things that we can do, our talents, you know, if you can play an yeah. instrument, go and play it. If you can do something <laughs> for a friend, go and do it. The, the joy that we can bring to the world and how we can help others I think are all just as valid things that we need to be focusing on. And, um, you know, I used to hate my body. Now I accept and appreciate my body. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean I love my body. And it's very important. What's really important here is I did learn to accept my body and myself, how I was, early on in my transformation journey Mm -hmm. self-love is not a result of having lost weight so just because i'm smaller now i don't love myself more because i'm smaller Mm -hmm. that would be a horrendous position to be in yeah it's the wrong way around for me self-love came so i was able to change my body and nobody's perfect i'm certainly not perfect it's lumpy and bumpy like everybody else's body but I really appreciate it. Mm. I'm so grateful you said that, like specifically that last piece, because I think it's so um, possible that people would think that, yes, I will get there as a destination when, you know, yeah. I drop X, Y, and Z pounds, yeah. but it's very much the opposite, right? It's not a result. It's basically like the the vehicle of transportation <laughs> to yeah. whatever you want. And even something else is like, I don't want to highlight that, you know, because I know there's a lot in, you know, body positivity movement and things out there that some people feel guilty for wanting to change the body, right? When they accept the body. Yeah. But I think something you said as a nuance that I liked is that there's nothing wrong with that being the goal. If that is what fills you up with joy and excitement, I think the problem is when that is the reason why we blame and guilt ourselves, right? For not having the goal achieved yet. I think it's yeah, the why we want it more so than the what <laughs> that we want, right? Like the genes, the size and all those things are perfectly fine. If what it represents to us is this beautiful representation of caring for ourselves, as opposed to putting ourselves down if we're not there. Yeah. All those nuances, I think are so beautiful and valuable because all it takes, I believe, and somebody's like you said, like your tipping point of catalyst are those micro shifts in perspective that have enormous transformative power, right? And this last piece of said is so well said and needs to be repeated. We're going to make a quote <laughs> out of this <laughs> for the episode. 
<laughs> gonna put it everywhere because that is so good yeah. but yeah. you're right Julian the nuance is really important because um you know if, if you want to lose weight because you're feeling shamed into something because of bad stuff that's not that's not how it a you you probably won't succeed at that because you're doing it for running away from fear reasons yeah. as opposed to running towards love reasons yeah and you need to go in the other direction go and meet yourself and hug yourself and love yourself as you are and that will then strangely get you there but you are right because there is this um maybe i, I don't even know if conflict is the right word but there's a a bit of a conflict between saying I love myself but I want to change now I believe self-love is both those things it's I love myself and I will help myself change I will give myself the life and the body that I desire and just because I love myself doesn't mean I had to stay a certain weight forever because as I said we're always learning and moving and developing and and um we should be able to go where we want in life, not sort of say, well, self-love means you're going to remain that weight forever because that to me doesn't make any sense. Um, And also there is a conflict perhaps between, um, you know, body positivity and what I think is true self-love because I think self-love is holistic mind, body and soul self-love. And if we're just talking about our bodies, we're just talking about our bodies. It's part of the equation, but not the fullness that we have access to, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one thing I'll add, just one more comment, Katie, is that a lot of times we hear the whole mind-body connection, right? We hear in many different ways, but I think often like the body-mind is also very important. And I think the body-mind is the part that most people get stuck on, which is very much the looking at the body and letting it dictate our belief system, right? And I think some of the things we're talking about helps go both ways that it's not that we are not looking at the body, discarding the body. It's, you know, it's a two-way street. And I think the more we clean both sides of the street, you know, more the more we neutralize your thoughts, perceptions, take all those authority figures that told us what we should and shouldn't do, eat, look like, all of that, and really get you a place of peace with all of it. So we know, so what do I want, regardless of the trend, regardless of the movement, (laughs) you know, outside of us, what do I want? And make that the truth, right? And I think that is possible. It's work, you know, it's work, but it's possible. And I think people like yourself, myself, like we're, it's our mission really to, you know, guide in our own ways people to get there, right? To that place of so much contentment with yourself that you're making better choices just because you actually want to, not because you're in this accountability program and you have to, right? And I always go back to choosing, right? Yes. Yes. And the account, that's really interesting called accountability. I'm doing this because otherwise someone's going to yell at me, (laughs) yell at me or whatever, person trains and shout um yeah you have to be accountable to yourself but it's not that you have to be accountable to yourself it's the by you're right by changing some aspects about how how you act your behaviors and therefore your body that changes your mind and you'll enjoy it more somehow so you know starting to move your body starting to make 
really positive, vibrant, nourishing food choices. Not I'm not even saying healthy or not, not on a diet spectrum, just like beautiful food, let's say. Yeah. Um, that by doing those things, you're right, it changes your, your mindset further. And that's why traditional diets where some other human on the planet tells you what to eat all day long is so ridiculous because we're all individual and we also need to find our own way. So that mind, body, body, mind connection. I, you know, I learned how to lose weight over a really long period of time. I didn't like start on day one and that's what I was doing on day 560. You know, I had to learn what foods work for me and I had to fill my way and I had to learn what exercise I didn't hate by trying a few of them. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, all these different things. But you, you're never going to, I don't think, just pick up a blueprint someone else has written, generic, and that be the thing. It's always yeah. about intuitive, feeling your way, learning what works for our bodies and our minds. Mm-hmm. And then allowing all of that to sort of synergize together. Oh, you know, that was good. I've I've developed this, you know, this new interest in yoga or jogging a bit or whatever it is. Okay, how can I build, you know, how can my body react to that? Oh, my body's changed a little bit like this. Oh, that changes something in my mind. That connection, you're right, is so important. But it's a it's an ongoing process and it it goes back to this idea that we need to learn more about ourselves as well as yeah. we love ourselves more. Absolutely. Cause there's always more than one way to do anything, right? In business and money mastery, no matter what the field is, if anybody tells there's one way to do something, there's usually a problem with that. <laughs> so Katie, I thoroughly enjoy this conversation. I love your perspective on the topic and the pillars I think are so easy for people to organize your knowledge base and understanding. So tell us a bit more about you, your books, and how can people find you online? Thanks, Juliana. And I've, I've loved our chat as well. And, and as I said earlier, having read your book recently this week, I, mm-hmm. I, I know that this is, I, th- I think it's great. And um, this is such important work. This is a really important area because so many yeah. people struggle with self-love and self-esteem and, and weight issues. And it's an exciting space to be working in. So I I showed you my um, self-love demystify book. It's very little. So it's very it's super easy, lightweight read. And on my website at katielips.com, you'll be able to find a free version of it should you not care about paperbacks and be happy with a kind of digital version. Um, I'm super happy to like open that up to your listeners because it's something that I want to share with people. And then this is my other book, my love yourself and lose weight. Excuse the the language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Um, And this is all my story from start to finish of my self love journey with weight loss ideas and and advice and also exercises about how people can get started with things as per yours about understanding your whys and Mm -hmm. getting started with organizing yourself for like starting to build self-love um and so all of those are available via my website katielips.com 
and people can get in touch with me via that. I'm also on Instagram where I share a whole bunch of pictures about my progress and ideas. And at the moment, I'm also thinking a lot about conscious eating and, and the mm-hmm. actual mechanics that are linked to self-love that, that help people with this kind of stuff. So that's where I am. Yeah, that's wonderful. We're, we're going to put all the links as well in the show notes to make it very easy for anybody to click on and connect with you. Thank you again, Katie, for your time. This was such a special conversation. Uh, you're a lovely person and I really hope our listeners get your books and get started on their own journeys and discoveries. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.